In the book of Daniel chapter 2, from the theme, The Forgotten Dream, The Forgotten Dream, we want to talk about this particular story uh, regarding King Nebuchadnezzar II and a dream that he had during the time of his reign and what happened with this particular dream. The story is told in this particular chapter. Nebuchadnezzar was the second king of the Nero-Babylonian Empire, ruling from the death of his father, Neopolazar, in 605 B.C. to his death in 562 B.C. He was known as Nebuchadnezzar the Great, and he was regarded as the empire's greatest king. He rebuilt the city with massive walls, a huge temple, and Zagreb. He extended his rule over neighboring countries. In 586 BC, he captured and destroyed Jerusalem and deported all Israelites into what is known as the Babylonian captivity. The dream of Nebuchadnezzar was something that troubled him. And because it troubled him, he wanted to find answers to what was going on in this dream. So let's take a look at this chapter and see what was going on and why it's important for us as believers to understand and seek God for answers when we may have a dream that may trouble us or that we may have a question about Let's see what goes on in this chapter. In the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, uh, beginning with verse 1, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams wherewith he, his spirit troubled him, and his sleep was broken. Then the king commanded and called the magicians, the astrologers, and the uh, sorcerers, and the Kadim, for to show him the dream. So they came and stood before the king, and the king said unto them, I have dreamed a dream and my spirit is troubled to know the dream. Then he spoke to the astrologers and he told them to go and make known unto him this dream. Go and tell him what happened. Well, the king could not remember the dream or he deliberately decided not to tell them the dream, but he wanted them to go and find out what happened in this dream. And in the process of doing so, they finally just came and told him, said, listen, it's impossible for us to be able to tell you about a dream that you personally don't remember or interpret that dream because we have no idea what you dreamt. We don't know what you dreamt. We don't know why you dreamt it and how can we interpret or tell you what it was and we don't know. And the king put a decree out. He said, listen, you all going to tell me this dream or I'm going to make sure that every one of you are killed and your houses are turned to ruin. And so it troubled these astrologers, magicians, and Chaldeans because of what the king had said. He sends out his captain of the guard and, and he tells them what needs to happen. So he gives this order to go and kill everybody that's astrologers, that's supposed to be wise men in that province and in that time. He sends to have them all put to death. And, and this man goes to Daniel. And when he gets to Daniel, he tells Daniel what the king has said. And Daniel said, why is he in such a rush to destroy all of these magicians and soothsayers and Chaldeans? 
And he said, go to the king and tell him, give me a few days. And I will not only tell him what the dream was, but I will interpret the dream for him. And so Daniel was granted this time. He goes to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And when he gets to them, he began to tell them what was going on with the king. And they immediately began to seek God for answers. They prayed about this thing and they meditated about it. And they believed God that God would give them not only the dream or give Daniel not only the dream, but give Daniel the interpretation of what the dream was all about. Daniel went into his place and he talked to this king. Now, the story goes on in verse 31. He said, you, O king, and behold, a great image. He tells him what the dream was. He he begins to share, you had a dream, king, and in this dream, you saw a great image whose brightness was excellent and stood before you. And the form thereof was terrible. This image head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms was of silver, his belly and his thighs was of brass, his legs of iron, and his feet was part iron and part clay. You saw till the stone was cut out of without hands, which smote the image upon its feet, and were the iron and clay, and broke it into pieces. Then he says, Then was the iron clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken into pieces. In other words, this image was totally destroyed by this big, huge stone that erupted and just came out of nowhere and it it destroyed this. The scripture goes on to tell us these words. Daniel then begins to interpret what this dream was all about. This is the dream, Daniel says. And we will tell you the interpretation of it. O king, king of kings, he says, for Eloah, our God of heaven, has given you the kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of heaven, has he given into your hands and has made you the ruler over them all. Remember, King Nebuchadnezzar was the second in command. After his father. And he was not only the ruler, but he was over all and everything. He even went out and took over neighboring countries and became ruler over those countries as well. Daniel goes on, he says, and you are the head of gold. So he said this gold that you saw, it's you because you are in charge. You're the head. And after you shall rise another king or another kingdom that is inferior to yours. And another and a third kingdom and the brass, and there shall be a ruler over the earth. So he tells him this dream, and when he tells him this dream, he says, listen, there are going to be three more kingdoms. The first one is the Babylon Empire, which King Nebuchadnezzar was over. The second one was the Midia, or the Midianites Empire that was in charge at that time. And the third one was the Persian Empire. He tells him these three empires are going to take over. And when they take over, it's going to get worse and worse. But there's going to come a fourth king and kingdom. And he gets into the subject of what that's going to be all about. Look at verse 40. For the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron. For as much as iron breaks in pieces and subdue all things, and as iron that breaks all these, 
shall it break in pieces and bruise. And whereas you saw the feet and the toes, part clay and part iron, the kingdom shall be divided. But there shall be in it of the strength of iron, for as much as you saw the iron mixed with clay, in the dream, he tells him, and as your toes and feet were part iron and part clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly weak or broken. He goes on and he says, and whereas you saw iron mixed with the miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. In other words, they were going to mix and mingle and marry with races that are not the races that they're supposed to be married to. See, God told Israel, don't mingle and mix and marry and, and do all these things and get into all these other cultures, but to keep your bloodline pure and to marry one another. But Daniel says it's going to get so bad that they're going to start mingling with one another and intermarry in a different races of people that they should not be intermarried and in, intertwined with. And they shall mingle themselves with, them, with these seeds of men. But they shall not cleave to one another. Even as iron is not mixed with clay, and all the days of the king shall the Lord of Yahuwah of heaven set the kingdom, which shall never be destroyed. He says when all this happens, there's going to come another kingdom. And when that kingdom arrives, when that kingdom comes to power, all of this is going to be destroyed. But the kingdom that comes to power shall never be destroyed. It is going to be the kingdom of God. And, and, and he goes on and says, which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all of these kingdoms. He talks about the stone. That stone that Daniel is talking about is Christ the Lord. He said the stone is going to come and it's going to crush and destroy all of these kingdoms. Yes. Remember the scripture tells us that the stone which the builder rejected becomes the head of the cone. Yes. And that's Christ the Lord our Savior. He's going to be the last kingdom that will stand and will last forever and ever. Yes. He goes on in verse 45. For as much as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands and that it broke in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, and the silver, and the gold, the God has made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain and the interpretation is certain. He said, God is making it clear to you what you dreamt and what you saw. Now this man, whether he remembered this dream, whether he did deliberately decided not to tell these Chaldeans and sorcerers and and, and astrologers, whatever it was, God revealed it unto Daniel, and Daniel shared it with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then he goes and he tells it to the king to save them. He said, don't destroy them, let them live. I'm going to tell you what the dream was, and I'm going to tell you the interpretation, but guess what Daniel told him first? He said, first of all, you need to know that no man has the wisdom or the power or the ability to make this interpretation and to share to you what's going on. There is a God in heaven. He's the only one that can do that. Daniel didn't take any credit for it, but he knew God would reveal and tell them about this dream and reveal it unto him. So Daniel says, don't give me no glory because God is the one that revealed and shared this with me. He goes on and the king bows 
and he worships Daniel because Daniel was able to interpret and tell him what this dream was all about and what the dream meant. And when Daniel shares this information and he gets down and he worships Daniel, then the king decided he'd already promised them rewards of who, for whoever could tell him about this dream. And when Daniel did that, the scripture said that Daniel was given gifts, incense, rewards, and not only that, he was made second to the king in the kingdom. And whenever we walk with God and do what God asks us to do and live our lives accordingly, God himself will exalt us. We have to stay abased. We have to stay humble. But when we do that, God will exalt us and lift us to positions of power and authority and bless us in the process. And that's what Daniel did. Daniel said, give me some time. And sometimes we have to go before God and say, Lord, give me some time to work on it. And I'll get it right with your help. I can't do it myself, but by the spirit of God working through me and in me, I can do what God wants me to do and receive liberty and victory. And that's what Daniel, Daniel was concerned more about himself, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then he looked out for all the astrologers, all the soothsayers, even though they weren't righteous, even the king himself was not a righteous man. He was not a holy man, but he trusted the God of Daniel because when Daniel shared this vision and this dream with him, he began to what? Remember. And he says, Daniel, your God is the God of God. He is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. He is superior and supreme to everything and everyone else. And he bowed to Daniel and he worshiped at Daniel's feet. Not because of Daniel, but because of what the Holy Spirit had done by revealing to Daniel what was going on in this dream. What is he saying to us today as a congregation? Our faith and trust must be in God himself. Our faith and trust must be in the promises of God and believe the word of God for what God has said and what he said he will do. He tells us God is sovereign over all of history. Not only that, God is sovereign over all earthly kings. No matter who's in power and in authority, God rules and reigns even over that individual. God had his servant in place and gifted him with wisdom. And not only with wisdom, he gave him talents and abilities that he may seek the Holy Spirit to bring forth the answers that they were looking for, that the king was looking for. Daniel prayed to God. We must pray to God. Whenever something troubles us or whenever we have a dream and we don't understand it, we must seek God and pray to God and say, Father, manifest your will and your purpose for this or go seek out the spiritual counselors who have the ability and the talent to what interpret dreams and tell you what's going on in them. God says, I will give the answer, but you have to seek my face. And sometimes we have stuff and we dream stuff that trouble us and we see things that we're just wondering what in the world that is. But God says, I will give you the answer. I will give you the victory. I will give you liberty to overcome and deal with whatever situations and circumstances you are dealing with. So he tells them there, Daniel prays for God to intervene with divine help to give him the wisdom and the knowledge he needs that he would be able to interpret this particular dream. He goes on and says, in the midst of the storm, we must seek God to rescue us when we face situations and circumstances and things in life that we don't understand. 
We must call upon God to give us answers when we have questions. And the word will re-reveal unto us. If you look at the seventh chapter of Daniel, God began to manifest to Daniel who these other kingdoms were. If you look at that seventh chapter, if you look at Revelation, the 11th chapter, he tells you about the stone which the builders reject becoming the head. See, the scripture reveals and manifests what God says through the word. But we have to trust God's word, believe what it says and watch it manifest in our lives for the glory and the will and the praise and the power of God. We must ask God to help us to overcome and give us resolve for the problems in our lives that we experience. We must trust and never doubt that God is going to answer us when we pray. If we trust and believe him, sure as we trust and believe him, he's going to answer us. He's going to manifest his power, his presence, and his glory. And we can be assured and stand on a firm foundation just as sure as we ask the Lord if it's his will, according to his will for us, he will deliver. He will set free. He will answer the prayer that we pray and the things that we ask him. You will find yourself, when you're walking in the righteousness of God, you will find that God will answer you, but he will also answer you speedily. Sometimes people wait and wait and wait and wait, but when you're in the right place with God, what Daniel was, Daniel needed a speedy answer. He needed to hear from God immediately. God couldn't take 10, 15 years in this situation because the king had already sent out a decree to kill everybody that was a person of Aradoc scholarness or wisdom. He said, go and take them out. Daniel said, Lord, I need to hear from you now. Not tomorrow, but now. God responded immediately. Sometimes God may say yes. Sometimes God may say no. Sometimes God may say, wait a while, but God knows the circumstance. He knows the situation and he knows when to respond to whatever degradation, problem or trouble that you're in. He will answer you. And when he answer, you better be ready. Daniel put his faith and trust in God. This is not the only dream that God answered for Daniel, but this was the first one that the king Nebuchadnezzar had. And God answered his prayer. Whatever you experience and whatever you're going through, remember that God will, he can, and he always is waiting on you to bring whatever problem or trouble you are facing to him. And when you do so, he will answer you. Christ came, what? To give us answers, to die on the cross, to shed his blood for you and I, that we may have what? Righteousness that we may bear fruits of righteousness and share the gospel with those that are lost. That's what Daniel is doing with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They are becoming examples for all of these kingdoms to see that God does reign and work through his people. And our faith and trust must abide in him, Christ our Lord and Savior, until he answers us, until he delivers us. And when we trust him, we always walk with strength, we always have joy. We always find grief because we can rejoice even in trial, even in tribulation, even in going through hardship. We can still laugh and enjoy. Don't let the devil crush you because God has exalted you. He said, be lifted up, be exalted for I am with you. I will never leave nor forsake you. I am with you from the beginning until the ending. I'll be with you.
Last week we had the, I'm done, I'm going to share this story. Last week we had a meeting with the uh, National Sunday School High Point Association. We had to go on a Zoom meeting and they had a speaker there. And this speaker stood up for about a good 90 minutes to almost an hour and 45 minutes. And she just crushed and beat down and destroyed and just talked about do you know him? And never exalted, uplifted, encouraged, inspired the people of God. And I finally got sick of it and turned my, my Zoom system off. Said, I'm not going to listen to this. This is just crushing the spirits of God's people. God, people don't come to church to be destroyed and beat down. They come to church to be uplifted and encouraged and exalted. And when we do that, people leave feeling better. They're happy. They're rejoicing. They're ready to face the problems and trials of another week. Why would you do something like that as a leader and a child of God to crush down the spirits of God? No, he said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward that you're working for in heaven. Not only in heaven, but you get rewards right down here right now. May God bless you today. May heaven smile upon you. And remember, whatever you're experiencing, God is the answer through Christ our Lord and Savior. May we all stand for a word of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we come this morning to thank you, to praise you, to worship you for this message. Lord God, we just give you glory and praise and honor for you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the Holy One, the awesome, loving, divine, unique, and powerful One. You are our strength. You are our help. You are our guide. You promise to never leave or forsake us. And our faith and assurance is in you that you will answer us when we seek and call upon you with problems and troubles and trials in life. For you said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and we shall find not and the door will be opened. But when we come to you, come in faith and assurance that you will answer and deliver us. We thank you for this message this morning. Let it accomplish the purpose for which thou hast sent it. Let it strengthen the body of Christ. Let it strengthen the hearts and the souls of every believer. Let them be exalted by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit working through you, our Father, working through the Son, Christ Yeshua, our Savior. We praise you today for this message and we glorify your holy name. Now we ask you to let it go forth and accomplish the purpose for which thou hast sent it. Use us for your glory and let it manifest and witness to the goodness of Christ, our Lord and Savior. And for the kingdom of God, that you reign with all power and authority in your hands. We thank you today. We bless you. We praise you. We give you all glory now. And all of God's people say, Amen. 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 God bless you. Let us prepare ourselves for...